morning and welcome to the Lost Lake Farmer podcast. I am Kevin. It's Sunday, May 1st, May Day. Cloudy, gray, windy, fairly cool day. But it's not raining, currently anyways. And things are looking pretty green. I think the grass is done, some growing. A lot, but some. So things are moving along. We will get out to pasture eventually. Be a couple more weeks. And let's see, what else did I want to say today? I'm a little distracted. I got I slept in a little today, so I finally got caught up on sleep a little bit, but I still feel feel behind on sleep and just generally that my body is still pretty tired from several pretty intense days in a row. So that's my excuse for not being very focused here. Um, oh, I wanted to, in case anybody is new to this podcast or doesn't know who I am, I'm Kevin. I am the farmer and cheesemaker at Lost Lake Farm near Jewel, Iowa. And that's why I call this the Lost Lake Farmer Podcast, because I'm the Lost Lake Farmer. And I make the podcast. So, that's the basic introduction. Me... Um, and the podcast. Um, and today's topic, I wanted to talk about this, I don't know, tension or difficulty or wish or whatever it is um, to share, share this farm and what we do with other people. And then the tension with that of um, being extremely busy people and fairly private people, in particular my wife, um, does not appreciate random visits and does not want to like open the farm up to the public and have it be an agritourism type of thing. And also just like I get a lot of requests, people that want to come out and see the farm. And I love showing the farm to people, but it takes inevitably, I will show them around and chat and all that sort of thing, and it'll take up several hours of my time, which I really can't afford. But on the other hand, I feel like we're doing these wonderful things out here with the animals and with the landscape, and I feel like we shouldn't just keep it to ourselves, and I feel like other people should be able to enjoy it, and also if we want people to be our customers and appreciate what we're doing here... 
for them to be able to see what we're doing here beyond just what we tell them. So we've mostly relied on social media to tell that story and show lots of pictures and videos of what the land is like, what the animals are up to, how we do things. There are a lot of times I feel like that is inadequate. And then right now I'm still in a one month media fast. I have one more week of a social media fast. Um, and I'll admit I've really been enjoying it. And I, I want to be considered about how I go back to social media and I don't want it to consume a large amount of my time, but I also do want to continue to share what's happening here with the wider world, both because I think it's cool and I, and I think people should know and I think a lot of people enjoy it. And I enjoy hearing the, the responses and that sort of thing from people and the interactions that I get from that and also seeing what other people are doing on their farms and what, what's going on in the world beyond what I can get in, I don't know, the, I guess the radio news or radio news podcasts that I listen to. Um, and there was a second part to that thought. Um, oh, but I don't want to, I don't want to be obsessive about having to check my phone frequently or I guess what is, what is really, I think the most problematic for me is that I will sit down when I take a break or eat a meal or something. I'll, I'll sit down with, with my phone to catch up on social media and then I will, I'll get stuck scrolling through for another hour or two or whatever, you know, and it just, it's not good for my mental health and it's not good for my time management. And so in this social media fast time, I've, in that time when I would have been on my phone, I've been either sitting and thinking and not taking in any external things or talking to my family or reading. And I think all of those things are more more valuable uses of my time and more healthier for me. So I want to think about a healthy way to approach that.
I also want to think about ways that we could share our farm with other people or in the future. I don't really have any great ideas there. And I guess really I need to talk to my wife about it because she's the one that has the strongest opinions and the most vested interest other than me in how that happens. And, you know, there are multiple aspects. I would, I would love to have a teaching element to this and having um, interns or apprentices or even, I don't know, kids or high school students or something like that, you know, coming out on a occasional or regular basis to somehow take part and learn and that sort of thing. But again, all those things take time and planning and um, I guess the other aspect of of time is that our, our farm is it's not a show farm. Things are not always picked up very well. And especially this time of th- the year, things can be pretty muddy. It's hard to even get out of the car here without getting mud on your shoes. That's part of the farm experience, but there's a certain amount of that, especially the picking up part that Renee gets really sensitive about and not wanting the outside world to to see the, I guess, the the junky parts of of, of our life and our farm. So... How to, I don't know, work around those things or fix those things is a problem that I haven't come up with a great solution for yet. So yesterday we went to a a wedding of a cousin of mine, second cousin I believe, um, but uh, it was in Ames so we didn't have to go far. So technically it was a vow renewal ceremony because their wedding was originally scheduled for 22 years ago in 2020. um, And they went ahead with the wedding, but they canceled the festivities and only had their direct family. So I think they had eight people in their backyard because of COVID-19 concerns and that sort of thing. That was all happening in 2020. So they rescheduled it for now and did a vow renewal ceremony. And that was lovely. Um, My parents were here and got to see kind of that side of the family. So it was, it's on my mom's side of the family. So there were several of her cousins who, some of whom I haven't met before and 
Yeah, well, but there were also a number of people that I know from the Ames area, from and from Iowa State and Practical Farmers of Iowa and, and sort of the sustainable ag scene there because uh, my cousin is involved in that, not as a farmer, but uh, she works at a nonprofit called the Center for Rural Affairs. And she went to the, the reason she came to Iowa originally was to go get her master's degree at the, um, well, Iowa State University has a graduate program in sustainable agriculture. So we have some overlapping social circles there as well as being related. But, you know, in talking to people and like I met her brother for the first time and and he was asking, oh, you know, it'd be great to come out and see the farm while I'm here because he lives in New York City. And and um, Anna's bride's parents moved here uh, when the, when two years ago, and they've never been, they moved to Ames. They've never been out to the farm. I think Anna has as, as part of a class, but not as an individual. And I, you know, I, I have certain feelings of guilt around that, that there are these family that live in Ames and I pretty much, other than now, only see them when they come to the farmer's market and buy cheese from me. And Anna buys pork and beef from us and been really great supporters. Um, but on, on the other hand, you know, it's not like they're special in my uh, not involving them socially or inviting them out to the farm because there are um, many friends that I have who haven't been out here um, and who I do, don't see very often. So I don't, we don't really socialize with anyone. So it's kind of an equal opportunity shunning from us. So I don't know, I guess there's no, I'm, I don't have any con conclusions or, or, or great um, thoughts. I'm just something I'm pondering today and the future of the farm and how to share it with the world and how to involve more people in general on the farm, both for the wider, wider good and for my own, uh, benefits because I, I, I benefit from being around people. So yeah, that's, that's what's going on today. And I'm, I now need to get on with milking cows. So thank you for listening. Tune in next time, whenever that may be, might be tomorrow, might be in a week. And thank you again to our musicians and Revolving Parlor for our theme song.